0: this is part one of canto the second this librivox recording is in the public domain recorded by nathan at antipedianwriter.wordpress.com lara a tale by lord byron canto the second part one stanzas one to fifteen night wanes the vapors round the mountains curled melt into morn and light awakes the world man has another day to swell the past and lead him near to little but his last but mighty nature bounds as from her birth the sun is in the heavens and life on earth flowers in the valley splendour in the beam health on the gale and freshness in the stream immortal man behold her glories shine and cry exulting inly they are thine gaze on while yet thy gladdened eye may see a morrow comes when they are not for thee and grieve what may above thy senseless bier. nor earth nor sky will yield a single tear nor cloud shall gather more nor leaf shall fall nor gale breathe forth one sigh for thee for all but creeping things shall revel in their spoil and fit thy clay to fertilize the soil tis morn tis noon assembled in the hall the gathered chieftains come to otho's call tis now the promised hour that must proclaim the life or death of lara's future fame and ezzelin his charge may here unfold and whatsoever the tale it must be told his faith was pledged and lara's promise given to meet it in the eye of man and heaven why comes he not such truths to be divulged methinks the accuser's rest is long indulged the hour is past and lara too is there with self-confiding coldly patient air why comes not Ezzelin? the hour is past and murmurs rise and otho's brows overcast i know my friend his faith i cannot fear if yet he be on earth expect him here the roof that held him in the valley stands between my own and noble lara's lands my halls from such a guest had honour gained nor had sir ezzelin his host disdained but that some previous proof forbade his stay and urged him to prepare against to-day the word i pledged for his i pledge again or will myself redeem his knighthood's stain he ceased and lara answered i am here To lend at thy demand a listening ear To tales of evil from a stranger's tongue Whose words already might my heart have wrung, But that I deemed him scarcely less than mad Or at the worst a foe ignobly bad I know him not But me it seems he knew in lands where But I must not trifle to Produce this babbler or redeem the pledge here in thy hold and with thy falchion's edge proud otho on the instant reddening threw his glove on earth and forth his sabre flew the last alternative befits me best and thus i answer for mine absent guest with cheek unchanging from its sallow gloom however near his own or other's tomb with hand whose almost careless coolness spoke its grasp well used to deal the sabre stroke with eye though calm determined not to spare did lara to his willing weapon bear in vain the circling chieftains round them closed for Otho's frenzy would not be opposed and from his lip those words of insult fell his sword is good who can maintain them well short was the conflict furious blindly rash vain otho gave his bosom to the gash he bled and fell but not with deadly wound stretched by a dexterous slight along the ground demand thy life he answered not and then from that red floor he never had risen again for lara's brow upon the moment grew almost to blackness in its demon hue and fiercer shook his angry falchion now than when his foes was levelled at his brow then all was stern collectedness and art now rose the unleavened hatred of his heart so little sparing to the foe he felled, that when the approaching crowd his arm withheld, he almost turned the thirsty point on those who thus for mercy dared to interpose, but to a moment's thought that purpose bent, yet looked he on him still with eye intent, as if he loathed the ineffectual strife that left a foe, however overthrown with life, as if to search how far the wound he gave had sent its victim onward to his grave. They raised the bleeding Otho, and the leech forbade all present question, sign, and speech. The others met within a neighboring hall, and he incensed and heedless of them all the cause and conqueror in this sudden fray in haughty silence slowly strode away he backed his steed his homeward path he took nor cast on otho's towers a single look but where was he that meteor of a knight who menaced but to disappear with light where was this Esalen? who came and went to leave no other trace of his intent he left the dome of otho long ere morn in darkness yet so well the path was worn he could not miss it near his dwelling lay but there he was not and with coming day came fast inquiry which unfolded nought except the absence of the chief it sought a chamber tenantless a steed at rest his host alarmed his murmuring squires distressed their search extends along around the path in dread to meet the marks of prowler's wrath but none are there and not a break hath borne nor gout of blood nor shred of mantle torn nor fall nor struggle hath defaced the grass which still retains a mark where murder was nor dabbling fingers left to tell the tale the bitter print of each convulsive nail when agonized hands that ceased to guard wound in that pang the smoothness of the sword some such had been if here a life was reft but these were not and doubting hope is left and strange suspicion whispering lara's name now daily mutters o'er his blackened fame then sudden silent when his form appeared awaits the absence of the thing it feared again its wonted wandering to renew and die conjecture with a darker hue days roll along and otho's wounds are healed but not his pride and hate no more concealed he was a man of power and lara's foe the friend of all who sought to work him woe and from his country's justice now demands account of ezzelin at lara's hands who else than lara could have cause to fear his presence who had made him disappear if not the man on whom his menaced charge had sate too deeply were he left at large the general rumour ignorantly loud the mystery dearest to the curious crowd the seeming friendliness of him who strove to win no confidence and wake no love The sweeping fierceness which his soul betrayed the skill with which he wielded his keen blade where had his arm unwarlike caught that art where had that fierceness grown upon his heart for it was not the blind capricious rage a word can kindle and a word assage but the deep working of a soul unmixed with aught of pity where its wrath had fixed, such as long power and overgorged success concentrates into all that's merciless, these linked with that desire which ever sways mankind, the rather to condemn than praise, gainst Lara gathering, raised at length a storm such as himself might fear and foes would form and he must answer for the absent head of one that haunts him still alive or dead within that land was many a malcontent who cursed the tyranny to which he bent that soil full many a ringing despot saw who worked his wantonness in form of law long war without and frequent broil within had made a path for blood and giant sin that waited but a signal to begin new havoc such as civil discord blends which knows no neuter owns but foes or friends fixed in his feudal fortress each was lord in word and deed obeyed in soul abhorred thus Lara had inherited his lands and with them pining hearts and sluggish hands but that long absence from his native clime had left him stainless of oppression's crime and now diverted by his milder sway all dread by slow degrees had worn away the menials felt their usual awe alone but more for him than them that fear was grown they deemed him now unhappy though at first their evil judgment augured of the worst and each long restless night and silent mood was traced to sickness fed by solitude and though his lonely habits threw of late gloom over his chamber cheerful was his gait For thence the wretched never unsoothed withdrew for them at least his sole compassion knew cold to the great contemptuous to the high the humble passed not his unheeding eye much he would speak not but beneath his roof they found asylum oft and never reproof and they who watched might mark that day by day some new retainers gathered to his sway but most of late since ezzelin was lost he played the courteous lord and bounteous host perchance his strife with otho made him dread some snare prepared for his obnoxious head whatever his view his favour more obtains with these the people than his fellow thanes if this were policy so far twas sound the million judged but of him as they found from him by sterner chiefs to exile driven they but required a shelter and twas given by him no peasant mourned his rifled cot and scarce the serf could murmur over his lot with him old avarice found its hoard secure With him contempt forbore to mock the poor. Youth present cheer and promised recompense, Detained till all too late to part from thence. To hate he offered, with the coming change, The deep reversion of delayed revenge. To love, long baffled by the unequal match. The well-won charm's success was sure to snatch. All now was ripe he waits but to proclaim that slavery nothing which was still a name the moment came the hour when otho thought secure at last the vengeance which he sought his summons found the destined criminal begirt by thousands in his swarming hall fresh from their feudal fetters newly riven defying earth and confident of heaven that morning he had freed the soil-bound slaves who dig no land for tyrants but their graves such is their cry some watchword for the fight must vindicate the wrong and warp the right religion freedom vengeance what you will are words enough to raise mankind to kill some factious phrase by cunning court and spread that guilt may reign and wolves and worms be fed throughout that clime the feudal chiefs had gained such sway their infant monarch hardly reigned now was the hour for faction's rebel growth the serfs contemned the one and hated both they waited but a leader and they found one to their cause inseparably bound by circumstance compelled to plunge again in self-defence amidst the strife of men cut off by some mysterious fate from those whom birth and nature meant not for his foes had lara from that night to him accursed prepared to meet but not alone the worst some reason urged whatever it was to shun inquiry into deeds at distance done by mingling with his own the cause of all even if he failed he still delayed his fall the sullen calm that long his bosom kept the storm that once had spent itself and slept roused by events that seemed foredoomed to urge his gloomy fortunes to their utmost verge burst forth and made him all he once had been and is again he only changed the scene light care had he for life and less for fame but not less fitted for the desperate game he deemed himself marked out for others hate and mocked at ruin so they shared his fate and cared he for the freedom of the crowd he raised the humble butt to bend the proud he had hoped quiet in his sullen lair but man and destiny beset him there inured to hunters he was found at bay and they must kill they cannot snare the prey stern unambitious silent he had been henceforth a calm spectator of life's scene but dragged again upon the arena stood a leader not unequal to the feud in voice mean gesture savage nature spoke and from his eye the gladiator broke what boots the oft-repeated tale of strife the feast of vultures and the waste of life the varying fortune of each separate field the fierce that vanquish and the faint that yield the smoking ruin and the crumbled wall in this the struggle was the same with all save that distempered passions lent their force in bitterness that banished all remorse none sued for mercy knew her cry was vain. The captive died upon the battle plain, in either cause, one rage alone possessed the empire of the alternate victors' breast, and they that smote for freedom, or for sway, deemed few were slain, while more remained to slay. It was too late to check the wasting brand, and desolation reaped the famished land. The torch was lighted, and the flame was spread and carnage smiled upon her daily dead fresh with the nerve the new-born impulse strung the first success to lara's numbers clung but that vain victory hath ruined all they form no longer to their leader's call in blind confusion on the foe they press and think to snatch is to secure success the lust of booty and the thirst of hate lure on the broken brigands to their fate in vain he doth whatever a chief may do to check the headlong fury of that crew in vain their stubborn ardor he would tame the hand that kindles cannot quench the flame the wary foe alone hath turned their mood and shown their rashness to that erring brood, the feigned retreat, the nightly ambuscade, the daily harass, and the fight delayed, the long privation of the hoped supply, the tentless rest beneath the humid sky, the stubborn wall that mocks the leaguer's art and palls the patience of his baffled heart of these they had not deemed the battle day they could encounter as a veteran may but more preferred the fury of the strife and present death to hourly suffering life and famine rings and fever sweeps away his numbers melting fast from their array intemperate triumph fades to discontent and lara's soul alone seems still unbent but few remain to aid his voice and hand and thousands dwindled to a scanty band desperate though few the last and best remained to mourn the discipline they late disdained one hope survives the frontier is not far and thence they may escape from native war and bear within them to the neighbouring state an exile's sorrows or an outlaw's hate hard is the task their fatherland to quit but harder still to perish or submit it is resolved they march consenting night guides with her star their dim and torchless flight already they perceive its tranquil beam sleep on the surface of the barrier stream already they descry is yon the bank away tis lined with many a hostile rank return or fly what glitters in the rear tis otho's banner the pursuers spear are those the shepherd's fires upon the height alas they blaze too widely for the flight cut off from hope and compassed in the toil less blood perchance hath bought a richer spoil a moment's pause tis but to breathe their band or shall they onward press or here withstand it matters little if they charge the foes who by the border stream their march oppose some few perchance may break and pass the line however linked to baffle such design. The charge be ours to wait for their assault, were fate well worthy of a coward's halt. Forth flies each sabre, reigned is every steed, and the next word shall scarce outstrip the deed. In the next tone of Lara's gathering breath, how many shall but hear the voice of death his blade is barred in him there is an air as deep but far too tranquil for despair a something of indifference more than then becomes the bravest if they feel for men he turned his eye on khaled ever near and still too faithful to betray one fear Perchance twas but the moon's dim twilight threw along his aspect an unwonted hue of mournful paleness, whose deep tint expressed the truth and not the terror of his breast. This Lara marked and laid his hand on his, it trembled not in such an hour as this. His lip was silent scarcely beat his heart his eye alone proclaimed we will not part thy band may perish or thy friends may flee farewell to life but not adieu to thee the word hath passed his lips and onward driven pours the linked band through ranks asunder riven well has each steed obeyed the armoured heel and flash the scimitars and rings the steel outnumbered but not outbraved they still oppose despair to daring and affront to foes and blood is mingled with the dashing stream which runs all readily till the morning beam commanding aiding animating all where foe appeared to press or friend to fall cheers lara's voice and waves or strikes his steel inspiring hope himself had ceased to feel none fled for well they knew that flight were vain but those that waver turn to smite again while yet they find the firmest of the foe recoil before their leaders look and blow now girt with numbers now almost alone he foils their ranks or reunites his own himself he spared not once they seemed to fly now was the time he waved his hand on high and shook why sudden droops that plumed crest the shaft is sped the arrows in his breast that fatal gesture left the unguarded side and death has stricken down yon arm of pride the word of triumph fainted from his tongue that hand so raised how droopingly it hung but yet the sword instinctively retains though from its fellow shrink the falling reins these khaled snatches dizzy with blow and senseless bending over his saddle-bow, perceives not Lara that his anxious page beguiles his charger from the combat's rage. Meantime his followers charge and charge again to mixed the slayers now to heed the slain. End of part one. Recorded by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com